I V M. The core organizing principle is communities. Communities are friends and family. Communities also are passion and interests, and communities are those in, for example, a business ecosystem. The ability to go live, the emergency of connecting to your community straight up, is a massive plus. The largest blood donation community in the world is actually on Facebook India. I have AB negative blood groups, so I really appreciate what rare blood groups can mean because fundamentally, it's not a supplies problem. So you can imagine therefore the role we play there. Hello and welcome to the Filter Coffee Podcast. We recorded this episode in September 2021 and as we did so, around 400 million people were active on Facebook and WhatsApp every month from India. And about 180 million people were active on Instagram, which by the way, makes it the largest country on the platform. A good 10 million people more than the number of users in the USA. Facebook is no longer just a social media platform. It is an ecosystem where the internet journey of more than half the eligible population of India probably starts and ends in. And in the last year and a half of living with the pandemic, our willingness and ease of doing some of the things on digital has gone to a place where we can even no longer go back to how things were in 2019 if we wanted to. Like payments or shopping or even entertainment for that matter. And Facebook is increasingly playing a very big role in this transformation and in each of these areas. I spoke to Sandeep Bhushan, Director and Head of India GMS at Facebook about this and how he is looking at all this from his extraordinary vantage point. Stay with us, we'll be right back on the Filter Coffee Podcast. Welcome to the Filter Coffee Podcast, Sandeep. How have you been? How has the last couple of years been for you? Hey, all good. Thank you. Very excited to be here. A couple of years is a few lifetimes, right? So I'll have to really reflect on that question. Also, it has many dimensions, right? Uh, right. Health, economy, business, family. So I think all of us have been on the roller coaster. And I think one is one grateful to be here. Many in our community have suffered. And our families have suffered. So I think... Gratitude is the first thing. One is also grateful for all the work many, many folks in our societies have put in to get us till here. So the frontline folks, the folks in the medical fraternity, communities again, who helped and stepped up. And I think also as the dust clears, and hopefully it does, I think it's not the easiest to say when it entirely does. I think we will also, one could argue, be better off on a few dimensions. I think healthcare fundamentally many of us will think of more deeply, I think, societally, uh, economically, uh, from a technology and innovation perspective, I think we've done something there. Also, I think the digital conversation, one of the very significant corollaries of social distancing being the sort of short-term arsenal that we had on an infectious disease, created the the possibility of us taking all our lives digital. Hmm. And... I don't think anybody could have designed for that, but I think it was incredible that the momentum that the digital economy, the digital infrastructure had been building was there. 
So we moved. Not only did all the infrastructure pretty much stay up, we learned new use cases. And I think now when we look back, we know there are so many things we can do better. You know, what's a hybrid conversation, right? We will do the offline experience, we'll do the online experience, but we are doing them by choice, not because we are still in the offline age to illustrate remote working, work from home, mm-hmm. this interview. One of us would have been flying. So we did save some fuel for this country and some greenhouse emissions. And yet, hopefully, the audiences will be able to get some sense of the discussion and the topics you care for. Yeah. Amazing. No, I love how you sort of defined uh, these last two years. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking out loud. I spent the last 10, 15 days, like mostly on the road. But I've been observing, you know, life around me you know, over this year and a half. And I feel like we are in a, in a digital continuum, right? You know, sometimes it's a Zoom call. Sometimes it's a, it's an online payment. Sometimes it's, it's news that we're largely listening and reading to online and, and many different things. We are never really off digital, I've, I've noticed, during a day. Like some part of it is, is, is largely connected. You have a, an extraordinary vantage point, you know, from the sense that whether it is the audience uh, that you cater to as, as, as Facebook, or the small and medium businesses, or large brands, right? How are you seeing these? Uh, I'm not only talking about in a post-pandemic world, but uh, if you were to assess the digital continuum that I'm talking about, right? Uh, the usage by the consumer as well as the brand. Where do you think we are in that graph? Yeah, that's a fair observation. And I think uh, the way I synthesize it is, as you are talking earlier, Karthik, digital is not a need for anyone to get to. But digital is an opportunity that opens so much, right? So the moment you shift the frame, meaning as a society, we have many jobs that we want to get done, right? I'm a professional, I'm a father, I'm a mother, I'm a teacher, right? I'm a businessman, I'm a coach, right? Question is, which parts of my jobs to be done, to use marketing jargon, are better done on digital? Hmm. And the moment you start defining that in an unconstrained fashion, you come up with this fantastic mix of what needs to be on digital and what needs to be offline, right? Let me first talk of without constraints, and then I'll come to the opportunity, right? Without constraints means I could have been five years earlier having this conversation, I would have said, only if India internet connectivity was large enough. Oh my God, if you were half connected, half a billion people, you know, India would be transformed. Well, we are beyond that, right? Only if people knew how to use credit cards. Hey, there is fantastic financial infrastructure, and we should be so proud that India is a leader. I mean, you go across the world, as I did travel abroad in the last couple of years, the, just the ease, the width, the acceptance, the costs of money transfer on something like UPI is just exceptional, right? So you can put out a wish list, and then you realize it is actually pretty much unconstrained. So if it's unconstrained, let's now talk about which jobs can be done online, offline, or both. And the core thesis is that offline plus online is better than offline alone. Now, the question, therefore, is which parts have to be online? Mm. So let's talk of a consumer journey, right? And now moving straight deep into the business sort of section of the thesis, right? What if we knew and we know for a fact that our shopping at the end of a visit to any retail establishment or a mall or a digital space, our shopping is much larger than the shopping list we started with? Mm. always it may be dismaying to some but you could argue that's what the economy is right you go with a list of five but you buy ten the remaining five 
that you hadn't planned for is either window shopping or inspiration, right? Something has struck you that you didn't think of, but that satisfies the need. What if digital did curated window shopping for you and brought exactly what you need in the stage of life you are, given a certain demographic, your previous experiences, and therefore you're a sports person and you like sports and so on and so forth. What would that do to the consumer experience and what would that, that do to business efficiencies? Hmm. Let's go further. What if when you look at an assortment or when you look at a category, the assortment is not defined by what is physically available at the store at that moment, but actually the catalog is virtually endless. It's great joy yeah. and fulfillment of a need for the customer, but it is what is called upsell cross-sell hmm. in, in, in business policy, right? And you go, what if for every consumer interaction, I had a few people standing by so that the purchase journey was not stopped for doubt. And if you go to message, therefore, while in the middle of an experience, you go to messaging and whether it's a WhatsApp, whether it's a messenger, whether it's bot-based or with some light touch, one is able to say, oh, yeah, yeah, we do have return on this one. Or oh, this actually is red with Pantone number X. You can double validate, right? Uh, oh, yes, we do have after sales and so on and so forth. So you can straight away see that the digital layering hmm. on top of a business actually takes away many, many jobs, some entirely, right? Uh, and that therefore has created tremendous value for businesses and consumers. And that's why I'm seeing a big shift. To the COVID yeah. context, uh, I can go there for a second. The, the hastening actually has happened because consumers shifted to digital as they were, as we all were physically locked down. So the big shift, and there was some hesitation in businesses on when will the shift happen? How should we think about it? Consumers said, we're moving. See you there, right? Right. And we've all been hard at work in the ecosystem to make sure the tools, the infrastructure, the communication possibilities, the payment landscape, all of it is in place for businesses then to meet their consumers and consumers to discover businesses. Uh, and that's why I think it's a very significant shift in society and certainly in business. I like what you said about the consumer has decided that, uh, that he's going to move. Right? The way I was looking at it is, you know, previously as a consumer, I had multiple roads I could take to the destination. Right? If I had, uh, if I wanted to go to the destination of entertainment, I could go to a theater, I could watch TV, you know, original programming on TV. And all there was multiple bridges I could take, right? Uh, if you wanted to buy something, you know, I could I could go to the store. That's again is another bridge. Right? Suddenly, in early 2020, is that all the other bridges were closed, and the only bridge, only path available was mostly the the digital path. Right? Whether it is entertainment, whether it is shopping, whether it is health, whether it is staying in touch with your family, right? And uh, you know what what amazes me about an organization like like Facebook is um, you're actually the the ether to many of these things, right? whether it is shopping or entertainment or keeping in touch with your family or basic communication or work sometimes as well. Right? Um, I mean, I think, I think it's safe to say today that WhatsApp is as important as your inbox for work. Right? From your vantage point, right? Well, well, the consumer has said, yes, I'm going. It's not like as a market, as a, as a country, you know, India was was ready this bridge was ready to, to accommodate all of that, right? From your vantage point, how do you think the the supply side has sort of coped up with this? Yeah, so I think businesses, also consumers, right? So yeah. instinctively, everybody knew, if I'm doing this, so is my consumer. And that sets up two phenomena. I think fundamentally, 
it democratized small business that mm-hmm. it was trying to find the right model to move either to the next pin code because i only can deliver to the next pin code or i want to go global right and what's the scale at which i should go global for example right so taken ada chicken which is chicken curry clothing out of north india that wants to get really to a few or many pin codes right but by pin code targeting take a white hat junior which the founder has freshly suggested that it was facebook actually that virtually entirely was the platform that took them global before of course there the valuation and then the acquisition and and the fact that pretty much they taught us that globally coding and education will be our next big export after it services right because the arbitrage of english speaking high tech high highly trained talent out of india pretty much right so that's the first phenomenon that's happened right it's democratized businesses and at a super pace democratized markets uh, and therefore democratized access to business and therefore democratized the business space mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship right the other is for a large business they were in some sense ready for this i think the discussion was what is the scale and segmentation and for which category what has now happened is that is a non question because everyone is mm-hmm. then you have to ask the interesting question how do i play my channel and we've had phrases like omni channel and all of those floating around but now it's a very real conversation because they have the ability to reach consumer both places then what would you do where more efficiently right now let me again use the sort of funnel in a simplistic sense uh, let's talk for example targeting right mm-hmm. take a brand like eno from one of the largest consumer good companies right they want to go rural but they only want to go rural either because mm-hmm. the product is built like that the price point is like that uh, or distribution is that whatever the reason may be with let's say facebook and with the right targeting only rural audience sales lift offline the fact that the consumer is digital does not take away the choice of servicing the customer in fulfillment terms from offline or online so i'm giving you a rural fulfillment example of a very mass cpg brand right mass in terms of price point that they want access to right? be like few rupees right hmm. or you go to the other set which is let's say sbi india's bank right by far the largest right. bank among the largest in the world and they want to go entirely app because their consumers are using apps so you heard of the you know app and they will use messenger and facebook to make sure folks understand folks reengage and are doing banking for example on my whatsapp i do mm-hmm. a lot of my banking queries on icici on icici insurance etc on everything right i change my channel on tata sky on digital when i want to pay subscription etc so it's a whatsapp message right that gets me through so at every stage of the funnel because consumers are now existing in both online offline spaces it's for the business to decide what is more efficient mm-hmm. and what is more inspirational joyful friction free and then the platforms come so that's the piece fundamentally therefore democratization for small businesses and clear value addition at every stage of the funnel and we could talk of more examples i gave you a couple uh, for large businesses so they have moved in fully as well right you know sandeep as we speak about digital and brands moving to digital i'm also you know um, very clearly aware that uh, internet is not a privilege everybody in this uh, in this country has right and it's a fantastic privilege isn't it it's a it's a path to to freedom of, in in many different things and i'm also aware that a lot of us are you know in our bubble right? we, we think the rest of the world is is sort of very similar to the to the space we live in but again you know from your vantage point how has this evolution that we're talking about happened in in the tier 3 cities in, in this country right um, uh, do you see uh, a lot of this uptake now the eno example was fascinating right uh, a brand like that trying to go rural 
uh, offline, but but still embracing digital to sort of sort of get there or SBA for that matter. Um, what is changing in the parts of the country that many of the people listening to this podcast might not have access to? How is how fast is that changing? Yeah. So our privilege is that we are the we are part of the fabric of the country in so many ways, right? And therefore, our journey uh, and our destination is deep into India. And if you notice something like WhatsApp as a communication device is built on the principle of absolute simplicity, mm. right? And we know the depth and width it goes to. So first part is how do we continue to build for as far as the infrastructure can take us, right? At WhatsApp, for example, we have an SMB app. Mm. So if you have a small business and you want to do basic CRM, you want to manage leads, there's a WhatsApp for business app today. In India, 15 million businesses are on the app, right? So building for the next and the next and the next till the internet potential uh, is fully realized is certainly part of our mandate. When we look for, at... For the uninitiated... Sorry to interrupt your flow. For the uninitiated, could you talk a little bit about what an SMB can actually do on, on WhatsApp today? Yeah, yeah. So... What a small uh, enterprise can do. Yeah. yeah, so I think if you look, just look at Facebook at a reach of more than 400 million, mm. you could argue that... And if you do an... Pareto of consumption class, virtually all businesses, business plans can be met by access to these 430 odd million people on the platform, right? So the reach is very, very deep. It does not take away the task of going further with our apps becoming more and more relevant for the audiences, right? Um, and I'll make one point on our apps and then I'll come back to businesses, right? So if we look at something like Reels, right, on Instagram, the creation and consumption of language content of Indian language music, for example, is core to that growth, right? Mm-hmm. So democratizing expression, and you could be in any town with the best video editing tools today, with a playlist that really resonates to every part of the country, in every language, for every mood, that creates expression, right? So across the family of apps, so Instagram, I give you the reuse example, Facebook, I told you the scale at 400 million plus, WhatsApp, which is pretty much supporting every communication task. So the portfolio keeps going deeper and deeper. And of course, it can go deeper only if you build relevance for consumers to be on the platform, mm-hmm. right? So that's so, so we, we are very connected to where the needs are so, so that we can build for them. And I think uh, the continuing growth suggests that we are in the right direction. On the business side, therefore, the starting point for a small business is an access to a 400 million plus audience. And you have to, and out of your home, you're not walking out, right? But as important is a 3 billion global audience. Today, as a business, when you go Facebook Live, actually you're broadcasting to the world. There is no parallel, right? Let me throw another data point. 90% of those on Instagram follow a business, which means if you go live, likely there's a notification ping somewhere, right? And you've seen how the tray on the top shows up if you've gone live, right? Yeah, yeah. So these are such massive possibilities that there are no parallels or precedences on therefore what business should do. So therefore, yeah. I think the democratization at scale uh, and the learning is at a massive scale, right? So from a business, therefore, and let's say small business in this case, massive reach, perfectly targeted. So point number one is massive efficiency. Like I mentioned, from PIN code to a PIN code in the US, uh, we're talking of white hat unit, right? Means super efficiency. Add other targeting variables. Efficient, efficient, efficient. That's, that's point number one, right? The other is ability to create communication. That's exciting. Is now on your phone. Communication creation and Reels is one extreme example of 
very high quality possibility of engaging communication creation, whether it's a creator or a business or us, right? And third is messaging, mm. right? How do many people should man a phone when that query starts? And we link right. all of this back, right? So illustratively, whether to the world or to a pin code, I put an ad out. Built for mobile, built on mobile likely. And it says, click to WhatsApp. The ad unit says that. As a mm. consumer, I click to WhatsApp and the phone lights up wherever you are as a business. And then we have the chat, we close, and then there are, whether the closures are offline, online is up to between the business and the consumer. Mm. So it's a massive shift. And we are very privileged. And when we see the results, right? Globally, for example, 200 million businesses are on our platforms. We take that responsibility very seriously, right? We are their home. We are their presence. So when you start a business of any kind, right? You have that Instagram, Facebook presence, WhatsApp, uh, business account likely. That's presence. And from there, all of the possibilities of accessing consumers, helping them in the journeys, closing transactions. Last year, we put out a very interesting case study of a company called Momsco. Hmm. And uh, the founders, you know, it was lovely to see that the inspiration was actually consumer feedback that they got from our platforms. So now we are at a stage much before business. Right. Consumer insight. And then yeah. the business process and then fulfillment and so on and so forth. So across pretty much every aspect of the consumer journey and the business process. Right. You know, as you speak, one thing that uh, that just hits me. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, I think it was 2010 or so, you know, when, when I was in Hyderabad, when Facebook opened its office, um, Kirtiga, me and a few others were there. I remember that day very well, right? And uh, in the days that followed, you know, we, we were talking to, to brands about social media and why it is important to be in, in social media. And that's all we spoke, I think, between 2010 and 2013, 2014, right? Cut to 2021, which is actually not a large period of time. Now you're talking about seven, eight years, right? And today, like you said, there's not a whole lot of parallel to some of the things that a business can do on, on Facebook today, right? In a sense, it's, it's, it's obviously no more just social media. For many people in India, I think their 80-90% of their internet journeys start and probably end within the Facebook ecosystem. right? So that is the impact of this platform. And uh, it's more about, it's almost ether, right? It, it, it's not, not about one app. It's almost an ecosystem. Right? So, so my question is, and like I said, feel free to answer it whichever fashion. How is Facebook also evolving to become an organization like that and not just an organization which was running a social media network? I think the core organizing principle as we think of it is communities, right? And giving power to communities is really at the absolute core of what we do. Communities are friends and family. Communities also are passion and interests, right? And communities are those in, for example, a business ecosystem, right? If you build further on that, those communities have moved forward organically, mm. but also because more and more content and tools have come in to give greater vibrancy to that community. Right. So for example, like I mentioned, the ability to go live, right? And we saw live really go up as video consumption boom. The emergency of connecting to your community straight up, and the community can be any dimension, right? Is a massive plus. It's that immersive community play. The second piece of community is social impact, right? Um, on this aspect, if you see, for example, the largest blood donation community in the world is actually on Facebook India. And I'm an active participant. Uh, I'm 
uh, I have AB negative blood groups, so I really appreciate uh, what rare blood groups can mean. And therefore, it's it's a massive community where we get to see who needs what. Because fundamentally, it's not a supplies problem. It's actually a matching of supply and demand at that moment of 4, 6, 8, 24 hours, right? So you can imagine, therefore, the role we play there. And the third aspect of community is the community around businesses and influencers, right? So that community thread remains constant. It is the tooling that comes in. So take influencers, for example, right? Today, an influencer is a community, a business is a community, right? One of our big understanding and our insights is the, the business and the consumer interaction with the community is of tremendous value to the business. Forget what transaction happens. It is It creates a sense of authenticity. Hey, listen, the business exists. It creates a sense of excitement. Hey, there's a lot of conversation. And of course, the assortment and all of those pieces are there, even if they're not advertising, right? So I am a community for my brand. The other one is, let's say, take a community of influencers. So I follow, let's say, Virat Kohli, mm. right? I'm part of the community of Kohli fans, probably so, right? I watch Test Cricket the whole day if I can on the weekends, Karthik. So I'm that old school. So we'll come to that. We're so, in the same school. Huh? <laughs> right. So we can have a few debates in a bit. So the opportunity, therefore, and I was talking about, therefore, the tools that have been built on the on the principle of this community is business, for example, can access this community all the time, right? With new features. Business can also go outside of its community and build new communities by advertising to appropriate audiences who then join the community, right? It could be one-off, it could be engaged, whatever be the uh, choice the business makes. The influencer community can also merge with the business community if you look at something like a branded content ad. So Virat's fans, uh, of course, see everything Virat does, but if too much chooses to get Virat to talk to a much larger audience, they do a handshake on branded content ads and all of the Facebook reach numbers that we've spoken about are actually then the catchment area for Virat through his handle, through his, let's say, uh, Instagram, Facebook pages to get to the, to the wider community. So now you see the play. There's a business yeah, community. Yeah. There's a creator community. There are tools not to bring this together. But one illustration, therefore, of massive tooling to enable multiple such possibilities. Uh, and that's been the focus on how do we give more power to each of these communities, whichever you cut them. You could have other cuts. Mm. You could have regional, local, uh, so that they can get their jobs done. And I went from social, which is, let's say, blood donation, to right. influencer, creator, uh, and to business. Yeah, Fascinating, right? We spent a little bit more time on, on this influencer piece. And uh, before going uh, to that uh, quick hat tip to the school we're both from, I, I watched Test Cricket Live in 2020 on Highlights. That's the way I'm I'm wired for some reason. Yes, right? yes, similar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, see, I, I think um, you know this is something I, I discuss on, on on the show a lot, right? Like I think the last two years, of um, of course the the influencer story, there's nothing new to be told in that. Right? Everybody knows that. But what was fascinating to me about it was, um, you know, when you when you're on your own, right? you you don't have a studio making films for you, you don't have an orchestra uh, composing or rather playing your music, etc. When you're on your own, and you're a musician, you'll appreciate this point. It was the individual creators who kept the nation in good spirits for almost a year, year and a half. Right? You know, whether it is uh, a Danish Seth or whether it is uh, a Virdas or whether it is multiple musicians, you know, who sort of created content. And they were able, to, they were the only people who were able to create content when everything else was shut. So I think what has happened in the last two, three years uh, from an influencer perspective, I think it has changed many of the rules, right? 
um i i work in the in in the content industry and i know that most of the rule books have changed right it's no more influencer marketing even it's it's a it's a how do you bring in this entire creator ecosystem into what you're trying to tell as a brand what are some of the the changes i'm sure you would have probably seen this happen much earlier than than many of us did but how has this impacted your world at facebook i think uh, you're right uh, fundamentally the creator ecosystem actually starts by saying that creation and creativity are democratized you were talking about democratization of businesses now we're talking about democratization of content yeah right if you have a voice you have the platform i think that's simple right and while you correctly mentioned on how we saw a lot of individual creators really come into their own danish is my favorite for a very long time i think brightened up many covid uh, lockdown evenings <laughs> yeah uh, last absolutely. year so totally there i think the other pieces that the role itself of a creator or influencer has also shifted so hmm. today and i'm taking a business lens right now if you look at okay. therefore how do you look at these leaders with voices in fact because some of the terms if you use them in the context of the way they were used 2 years ago then people can't make the bridge right let's call them leaders with voices how many people they lead is a matter of of size and gradation but fundamentally they are leaders right they are going to say something that people are looking forward to listening to right or watching or being entertained i think they started to do a very critical role they got voice and they got that expression but they were also the experts in our midst when there was no asking anyone because we were all shut down right so fundamentally influencer marketing shifted because these were not just buzz creators but they're actually the experts that you could not access because you were not doing your offline spirits where you ask the question so what is this about so not only were they getting in their salience but also their credibility and both are required for any brand transaction right so yeah. Mm, yeah i love sports especially endurance sports so when i follow the experts and they tell me something works it's for me very significantly credible if i put it in the context of a retail store who i may also trust right because i've been going there back and forth but with, with both my relationship of is of having multiple interactions watching them show up in certain ways so both a credible uh, engagement point for me right so mm. i think from buzz we went to credibility that's the big change that has actually happened because of the voice we are seeking right so when a virat for example talks about sports shoes and he says listen puma has this feature it does resonate to me in a very very specific way right mm. and on the other hand when a hyundai or a, a car launched last year they opened pretty much the influencer marketing not their big bang traditional you know mass media plan so two illustrations of buzz and expertise mm. and we fuse all of this together with branded content now i'm using a technical product term on our platform mm. which allows a business to use this content created by the creator or influencer as one of the assets in the marketing plan so if you got four assets with four exposures each the third asset with four exposures entirely to the tg you want to target is a branded content unit so mm. the whole piece of i am doing marketing or oh, i have a campaign but here are the tremendous value possibilities from influencer where is that going we brought it mainstream by putting it as part of your communication mix both on content sequencing and frequency capping hmm. holy grail right right that actually is the core that will power business impact while their own expression the democratization tools such as reels make them more and more engaging for consumers 
And therefore, now we have the Troika, right? On Instagram, yeah. for example, more than two-thirds will follow a celebrity, more than 90%. Now bring all three together. Influencers, consumers, brands, and therefore the ability to get your message across hmm. is on steroids, right? Relatively to where it was, there are multiple different things are happening. So that was the other example, in fact, of where online does a job way more effectively, way more efficiently than some of the choices we had earlier. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love both the terms you use, like um, talking about them as leaders. It's, it's really not a term we normally uh, use with, with creators, but that's what they are. I completely agree with you. And also the, the credibility aspect. I think that, that credibility aspect is uh, quite underrated if you ask me at this point. I think I think we need to focus on it a little bit more because that brings in the kind of credibility, for example, you know, a creator like that can, can bring to a product. I think it otherwise takes a brand probably years, sometimes decades to build it on its own, isn't it? So, so, so love, 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 love how, do you, how do you explain that. So I think we usually, uh, you know, end the episode by asking the guest uh, what he or she is, uh, is watching, listening to or reading. I know that your, your playlist is something that I would, I would actually pay for. But uh, tell, us, tell us what's keeping you occupied uh, in terms on what you're watching and what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. So I used to play rock in college, right? So, so 70s retro rock never escapes me. So that's every like a few trials here and there and you're back, right? That's staple. So the staple <laughs> right. is, uh, let's say, uh, 70s rock, but that's topped by some of the newer stuff. Uh, exciting Indian bands. I don't know if you've heard of bands like Blackstrap Blues. Uh, it's just uh, Warren's band is my... Uh, 90% of the music I listened to in the last one year is only Blackstrap yeah. Blues. So Spotify reminded me that this is the one you've listened to. So like... Of course, thank you. But I know that, right? And I think some more, I think, rock that's evolved quite nicely. I think there was a phase which went very uh, house and uh, rap for a while. But I think there's very interesting, nice, delicate rock sound emerging again out of America. So that, that's, that's just wonderful. So I think that's, that's core, Sufi. So anything that is live, quasi-live, recorded live, or has a component of improvisation. So those are the broad things. So the music is on pretty much all the time. I read primarily non-fiction, uh, so 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 that's that's oh, in some sense always on. Uh, so so yeah, so I think this keeps me busy. And my favorite people to follow on social uh, mm. are typically uh, endurance athletes because that's a massive passion and time commitment for me. So triathlon is any my, suggestions uh, there? Who, who do you who do you suggest we should follow? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the best one is if I, so I care about triathlons. Uh, I've been sort of been to this for a few years now and the fantastic handle is Triathlon Taron. That's a Canadian. He's of course on all platforms, but inspirational, middle-aged, started late and just short of getting into world championships over a few years. So inspirational personality. So many folks like this. So I pretty much learned uh, my triathlon technique entirely uh, from Facebook and Instagram. I didn't take the coach. Yeah, yeah. So because because it's it's so graded and it's so personal. You know the whole point of expertise, and in the comments that gets you a sense, right? This is real. The inspirational stories mm-hmm. on the other side that are coming in. Hey, I'm 40. I'm so inspired. I was 40 when I did my first half marathon. I was 45 when I did my first Ironman. So I'm like, okay. So this is this is interesting stuff. That's fascinating and inspiring. Uh, what are you watching these days? Ah, I just finished. Uh, in fact, uh, Looming Tars. Have you heard of that? The no. The, the the American view of intelligence failure into 9-11. So ah, it's, an exciting, okay. it's an exciting watch. It's a bit dated, but I, I discovered it in the context of, 
I think all of the uh, difficult conversations about 9/11. So that's that's for this few weeks. It takes me a while. I don't spend too much time on watching stuff. Right. But yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, Sandeep. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Uh, th- thanks so much for your time and good luck with everything that you're you're embarking on. Hey, thanks, Karthik. Good luck. Lovely show. I've been watching before. The roster just increases, and such a passion project. Great to see it scaling so well. Karthik. Thank you so much. You have a good one. Bye yeah, now. Thanks. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM Podcast app or ibmpodcasts.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I am the underscore Karthik. That's Karthik with an H on Twitter, and Filter underscore Coffee. That's Coffee with a K on Instagram. <laughs>